0: Hey, Savers, and Happy New Year! We're coming back with way more information on what to do to actually start investing. We've already laid the foundation and given you the basics, but now we're going to dive deeper into your financial journey. So starting from opening a bank or brokerage account to Roth IRAs and 401ks to market research and analysis. Despite the big names, I promise it's way more intriguing than it seems. So, as I always say, money is a common language and currency is what runs the world. So, welcome back to another half year of Sustainable Sense mini series. I'm your host and I'm thrilled to have you here with us starting off the new year. Welcome to Sustainable Sense, where we invest in climate defense. You're in for our hot take on all things money, markets, and the environment. Today, we're kicking things off by focusing on the fundamental aspect of financial success, opening up a bank account, especially a student account. Despite what you may think, many students and young adults are unaware about what to do to open a bank account. But don't worry, we're here to solve that. So this is the point at which many finance podcasts stop, and the information tends to be hard to find if you don't look in the right places. So we're here to help break down that barrier. So if you've ever wondered, how do I make my own money work for me, and how can I achieve my financial goals, you're in the right place. Our upcoming episodes will be your go-to guide for financial success. Now, let's get started on today's episode on building a strong financial foundation. Most of us wouldn't feel very safe keeping our hard-earned cash under a pillow at night, so we open up bank accounts and park our cash there. So but picking the right bank or credit union account can be challenging, especially for those who are new to banking. There are four types of banking accounts I recommend. There's checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs, and MMAs. So let's get the rundown on these guys real quick. So first, checking accounts are best for people who want a safe place to keep their money, to pay bills and other things like that. You can easily take money in and out, use a debit card and write checks. They're best for daily expenses and transactions. However, they're not for people who want to earn a lot of interest on their money. This is not an investment mechanism, so you should open a checking account for money you plan to use on everyday spending. You can withdraw money as often as you like, as long as you don't withdraw more money than you actually have. So don't be that unconscious spender. Next, savings accounts are best for those who want a low-risk way to grow their money. And they're not for those who plan to withdraw money frequently from their account. So a savings account is a low-risk account where you can earn a little interest on your money. I use it for emergency funds, vacations, or a down payment on a home. However, I can only withdraw money from a savings account a handful of times every month, so it's not great for paying bills. Checking accounts tend to be better for those. Money market accounts, or MMAs, are best for those who want to earn a high interest rate without sacrificing easy access to their money. It's like a piggy bank for saving money and offers a bit more interest than a savings account. This guy is intended for saving money over time, not for frequent spending. However, if you're one of those people with a small amount of savings who cannot meet the minimum balance requirement, MMA's are not for you. If checkings and savings accounts have a baby, that baby would definitely be the money market account. MMA's often come with checks or debit cards like a checking account, and they also have high interest rates like a savings account. However, they usually have a high minimum balance, so you'll have to be able to keep a hefty chunk of cash in the bank at all times if you want to have an MMA. And lastly, I recommend Certificates of Deposit, or CDs, which we talked about in the miniseries part 6, the last one, so it's best for those who want to earn a higher interest rate on their savings and don't need to spend the money anytime soon. Like I mean for a long time. So this is not for those who think they'll need to withdraw their money before the CD's maturity date, because your impatience might incur additional expenses. A certificate of deposit, also known as a share certificate if you're using a credit union, is a special type of savings account that offers a higher interest rate. But there's a catch. When you put the money into a CD, you're agreeing that you won't touch it for the length of the CD term. This can be anywhere from a few months to several years. So usually the longer the loan term, the higher the interest rate. when you've finally selected the best bank or credit account for you, the next step is to open your bank account. So when I arrive in a traditional bank, I would let the bank representative know that I would like to open a bank account. So often the employee at the bank will sit with you and help you fill out any paperwork and answer any questions that you might have. So they'll also ask for personal information such as name, date of birth, and mailing address, phone number, email address, and more, so that the bank can communicate with you a bit easier. So the agent at the bank may also ask for this information in writing or using a digital service. Then the employee at the bank may ask for the money I brought to deposit. So keep in mind that some accounts have a minimum deposit requirement. So you can bring cash or checks to deposit. And in the future, you may also get direct deposits from your employer to make the transaction smoother. Some banks may be able to create your debit card during your visit, while others may mail them to your address. Debit cards are used to withdraw cash at ATMs and pay for items in stores that accept cards with the network logo printed on the card, such as Visa or MasterCard. Some banks also offer temporary checks to use while you wait for your debit card or permanent checks, which the bank gives out. And that's it. Opening up a bank account might feel intimidating, but it shouldn't take longer than an hour or so. And once you're done, you'll have a shiny new account to fill your hard-earned money. However, online banks don't require you to visit in person to opening a spending, checking, or debit card account. Regardless, online banks still require you to provide the same information as traditional banks, like photos or scanned copies of your identification documents, and may require you to provide your mailing address, phone number, and email address. Okay, so when you receive your card in the mail, read the instructions carefully. You may need to dial a number to activate the card or set up your PIN. A private number, you'll need to take out your money at the ATM. Your debit card will automatically contain how much ever cash is contained in your account. So when you swipe at the store, that much will be deducted. But make sure you keep good financial management of your account. Keep an eye on your account so you know how much money is available, so that you don't overwithdraw and make sure you aren't charged any surprise fees. So once you open the online account, you need to put money into it. If you don't have an existing bank account to transfer funds from, you'll have to find another way, such as visiting a local branch or partner store to deposit cash. As a student, you can open a student bank account, which is an account such as a checking or savings account that's geared towards students or young adults in their teens or twenties. Here, your account has perks such as no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no minimum balance requirement, and the availability of a debit card for checking accounts. Student bank accounts also have potential downsides to consider, such as possibly requiring a co-signer. Okay, but why should I go through the hassle of opening a bank account if I can go through Venmo or PayPal? I mean, many students use it, so why shouldn't I? Well, in the future episodes, we'll definitely be going over this highly demanded topic and explore the risks and safety concerns involved with those shifty services. Today's episode marks an important milestone in our Sustainable Sense journey, setting the stage for our journey into financial literacy. As we explore the crucial foundation of opening up a bank account, particularly emphasizing the significance of student accounts for those in their teens or 20s, we aim to equip you with practical steps to take control of your financial destiny. We hope that by the end of this mini-series, you'll not only have a better grasp of these financial instruments, but also feel confident in making informed decisions to secure your financial future. So as we continue this journey together, we encourage you to stay tuned for upcoming episodes that will guide you through the intricacies of investing, strategic debt management, and effective future planning. Anyway, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at SustainableSensePodcast, or reach out to us on Gmail at SustainableSensePodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's SustainableSensePodcast at gmail.com. Also new this year, starting in Instagram, We have weekly polls regarding trivia questions and finance questions, and winners will be highlighted bi-weekly on the podcast. So we love hearing from our listeners and cannot wait to get to know more of you. So until next time, this is your host signing off. And as always, invest your sense in climate defense.